What's going on, guys? Happy New Year. Happy, Happy 2023. New Year. <laughs> and today we're not going to be doing a regular episode for you guys. We're actually going to be doing uh, uh, like a year wrap up. Right. We got five Mondays. So we're doing our bonus bonus week first week. Yeah. So my name is Barry. This is Colby. And this is who watches this. Now, I know you guys are used to us doing maybe a little bit older movies, a little bit more niche movies, but this is like a, you know, like a top five of, of what we watched this year. Right. Yep. It's funny, like, you know, <laughs> as I was making my list, I was like, oh, man, I did not watch movies that came out this year enough. I, yes. As I, I also going through the list, I was like, wow, there's a lot of movies on here that I wanted to watch and then I didn't. <sighs> I know. We're sorry, Nick Cage. We didn't watch the indomitable feeling of being Nick Cage. <laughs> I did this weekend. Oh, did you? Oh, man. I want, you know, I wanted to put a Nick Cage movie because he's like, he's having this cage sense, you know? But yes. uh, the movie I wanted to put on was a, uh, it was from last year. Mm. It's pig. Oh, right. Where's my pig? Yeah, it's funny because there's like there's a few movies that I was surprised were 2022 because I was like, yeah. this movie seems like it's been out forever. Yeah. And then there's some movies that I was like, no, I just saw that. And then I like looked, I'm like, 2020? How far behind am I? <laughs> and quarantine really messed up a lot of people, you know? <laughs> hey, but... but before we like really start, I want to give everybody out there who listens to us a humongous thank you uh, for for sharing sharing us with your 2022. And, oh, yeah. and uh, you know, hopefully you'll you'll keep listening to us through 2023. <sighs> hopefully we're getting better as we're getting older. <laughs> That's what old people say. <laughs> I'm aging like a fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man i was i was really upset i couldn't put pig in this i was sad because it's just like it's such a like the trailer really hits you in a different way and then when you watch the movie it's like oh i wasn't expecting like this type of movie at all because i thought it was going to be john wick but with a pig you know tagline really could have been where's my pig <laughs> But that sounds like more like a Billy Bob Thornton movie. <laughs> you know, I'm doing uh, Nicolas Cage from Con Air mm, mm. with that weird Southern accent. He was. <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, let's 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 get to our top fives. Um, you know, Kobe, did you did you want to start? We're, we'll, we'll go through five to one, you know, classic countdown. Right. So I. I, I have a couple honorable mentions just so that I could have five if we had too many, uh, too too many of the same movie. Oh, pig, pig's my honorable mention. It's- <laughs> <laughs> um, so I probably number five. Uh, so like the rest of my movies are all like a little goofy, and they all seem to like. <laughs> 
would be the same similar kind of thing. But this is the one movie that's like very different. Okay. Uh, Emily the Criminal. Oh, with uh, Aubrey Plaza. With Aubrey Plaza. I, I didn't. I didn't get to watch that. I, I thought about I it. I may like it so much because I'm a huge fan of hers. Yeah. It is a very different type of movie for her. It is. It's like dark, serious. Oh yeah. Well, like, talk about it a little bit, you know. So, like, so like uh, a little plot synopsis. So the real quick rundown is um, she is looking to better herself, but she has a felony mm. on her record. Oh. And so she's basically kind of getting shunned by uh, like future job prospects. Mm. And she she didn't finish college because um, when she got out of when she got out of jail, she had to. uh do crime. She <laughs> once she got out of jail, she had real life bills to pay, and she had started <laughs> college, so she had all these student loan debts that had built up and like accrued interest while she was in prison. In prison, even though it was like a short term kind of thing, <laughs> um, it's still still a felony. So she's having trouble, um, and she comes across the um, guy who uh, from he was from. Sons of Anarchy. Uh, Charlie Hunnam? The young the young guy from... And then oh. he was also the bad guy in, like, one of the Marvel things, like Punisher. Then he ended up being gay in that. <laughs> Not like, like... But he was, like, literally, like... Homosexual. Yeah. My God, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Um, Keep talking about it. I'll look it up. <laughs> um, but he is. Oh, Theo Rossi. Theo Rossi. Yes. Yeah, Yusef. Uh, so he is basically a credit card fraudster. Mm. So he makes freight credit cards and then he basically kind of gives them to people. And it's like, hey, go buy me a bunch of stuff that I can resell. And then I'll give you like two hundred bucks. Oh yeah, that's a, that's that's the that's the plot of the nineteen ninety classic Mo Money Mo Problems with uh, Keenan Wayans and Marlon Wayans. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she kind of she kind of gets hosed over by her job, um, because she she misses one day, so they start cutting her hours, and, they, <sighs> and like they're like cutting her hours like on the week that's already been scheduled. They're just like, Oh yeah, you missed today. So we don't need you like Thursday and Friday. Oh, um, and then Isn't that like a kind of illegal, <laughs> Isn't that like sort of like, what do they call it? Well, like they, HR, they said, like bullying. Yeah, Cause the, yeah. the douchebag bosses are like, we're well, contract workers. So I mean, um, why don't you have your reunion rep come talk to me? Oh, you don't have one. Get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> And that's why companies are always afraid of, like, their staff going union. Yeah, and then she's got a friend that's, like, a model who's like, hey, we need graphic designers, and that's what you <laughs> went to college for. And I'm a model, and I'm, you know, I'm kind of taken off, so I'll put a good name in for you. And she's like, oh, my God, finally I can use something in my, like, career. And she goes in there, and she's like, she tries to be honest, and, like, she's like, I, you know, I have a – a felony on yeah. my, you know, because at the beginning she tried to lie about it and uh, somebody called her on it. It yeah. was like, hey, we just pulled your report. 
and you lied. You're uh, <laughs> so it's basically just like a movie about that's like kind of beating her down for being a felon. Yeah. That's um, rough, so man. so she she then goes from this like two hundred dollar jobs to like, hey, uh, I, I need more than two hundred dollars a week. Hell yeah. Doing like this like little one hour shopping spree things, uh, you know, get me on the inside. I thought it would be funny. He's like, oh, yeah, after those $200 things, she's like, I need to start my Grubhub career. <laughs> well, that's kind of what her that's kind of what she's doing. Oh, yeah. It's like a catering where she's like doing big lunches and stuff. Yeah, but it's basically Grubhubbing. That's kind of like what she's doing. <laughs> um, yeah. And so then it's like the two of them actually start working well together and making some money and then they but fuck. he works he works for the company the family business which mm. is run by his cousin yeah and his cousin just hoses him and just basically is like you did something that I don't trust so I'm closing down all the bank accounts that you have any access to. And uh, even though I haven't paid you in six months because we were working on some big scheme, Uh, I'm just taking everything and like leaving. So so like I don't want to go into it further because, you know, obviously you want people to watch it. Right. But it's like it it, it sort of feels like the the good time movie with Robin Pattinson Mm. where it's like things are constantly just it's like a shit storm. Right. Right. So, like, like as you were watching that movie, was it sort of, like, anxiety-inducing? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. And you're, you're like... It's an interesting, like, relationship that they're developing where you're, like, is this, like, business buddies? Is this turning romantic? Uh, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But good. Like, she's fantastic. It's probably the best thing I've seen him in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, yeah. I barely. I, I didn't watch the Sons of Anarchy show, but I've seen his face before. Yeah. 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 He's definitely in a lot of things. I, yeah. And he's been in a lot of things. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, maybe it was. Uh, was it not Punisher? Maybe it was uh, Luke Cage. Yeah. Because I feel like he was the one. He was. He came in from out of town and in. Uh, uh, Luke Cage and uh, was like the yeah, Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was the the one that was sent from from out of town to make sure that the take care the, of the mob business was going smooth. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my number five. It, it was kind of tough. Like I, I was really thinking about the movies I was going through, but I, I probably have to put this one. Uh, I mean, we 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 did a video on it. I haven't been able to put it out because the holidays and all that stuff. So. Soon. I, you say that, and I totally know what movie you mean, and that's also on my list. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, number five, it's Bullet Train. <laughs> where's it? At, where's it at on your list? I actually have that even higher. I really enjoy that movie. Oh, so so for me, I you know, if you guys haven't watched it, Bullet Train is is a uh, adaptation of a book. Written by, um, oh god, I, 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 Bullet Train Book. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just Bullet Train <laughs> by uh, Kotaro it, Isaka. It's like a super modern uh, thriller. Uh, Orient Express. Yeah. Like, 
It's way better than Murder Lord on the Orient yeah, Express or whatever. Way better than that movie. <laughs> uh, but mainly it's because it, it, it's funny, right? Because then it's 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 always hard to do such a like a big cast movie in a very confined space right because they can kind of get a little boring at times um when you do that sort of thing like with the the hateful eight mm. you know oh right and they're all stuck in the, the cabin and yeah. it just and it's you know it's quentin tarantino you know you guys know him he's a little pretentious and it's a super dialogue heavy right and, and so that that one it didn't really work for me for this one it does because it's it's shot in a blend of western and in a Japanese style, yeah, uh, filmmaking. You know, a lot of the, you can tell it's the movie is just so Japanese. But uh, I understand, like, why you know, there's a lot of things about Japanese cinema that uh, Western audiences can't really get into. If it's not like the samurai stuff, it's you know the more just modern movies that they do. It, it's not as it doesn't click as well with the American audience. But this one was able to blend both of those situations or like both of those styles into into one movie, you know, and, and you have and then to be able to give every almost every character on that movie a backstory in a very quick pace where it, it doesn't drag on. It would. And I really love the way they did the backstories as little flashbacks. Uh, yeah, little, little, you know, just little yeah backstories of them or it's just like maybe like a three to four minute clip yeah <laughs> and you know sometimes a lot of people cannot like that it could be a little bit jarring for them but not nah, i think they shot it like really well yeah. it's super stylized without just being all about style not substance right uh, and you get a lot of these characters like motivations through their dialogue which you know sometimes that could feel like an ex- exposition dump uh but for this one you can kind of tell like it, it flows really natural Right. You know, you have Brad Pitt talking, you know, he talks about how he's coming back into the business. He wanted to do just little little jobs, little safe jobs because he's so like angsty. Snatch grabs. Yeah. <laughs> he's so angsty because then for some reason before he retired, there's like all the jobs he was on, people were dying. <laughs> right. But he has that as a as like it's it's I think it's it was popularized in West Wing, like little walking talks. Mm-hmm. it's engaging if you feel like the character is going from one place to another without them just like sitting down like yeah i don't like to do jobs <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why i have it top, like like number five for me uh just because like the rest of this list was was kind of hard to like put it into to numbers right yeah because like, you're like I, oh, it, this one's so good this one's so good it, agreed yeah. yeah like i kind of like these are my five favorite in no particular order kind of yeah. thing because there was not really something that i was like oh this one really stood out as yeah all like right above everything oh no like my number one is like yeah it had to be my number one <laughs> uh, it's mean? not avatar is it no no I, I saw i saw avatar and avatar is the most by far the most beautiful movie <laughs> of the year thing is fantastic beautiful to watch uh it's like watching a loading screen the story though is it's a poor not fest. i it, it there's <laughs> stuff going on all the time but it it's three hours and 19 minutes and Oof. it should be Oof. two 
they, they probably could have cut it all the way back to two, but two and a half would have been, you take 45 minutes out of it. It would have, it would have felt much the same, much cleaner. Oh, right. You know, James Cameron's been talking about the whole avatar. Just turn into a book, dude. Some things are way better in book form. Right. Like my, my friend is a huge uh, Dune fan. You know, obviously when the movie came out, he was like super high for it. I was like, I don't know, it's a bunch of dudes in sand. <laughs> I, I watched that and I was like, what is, I don't even really, what's going on? Well, like, this... so, he, so he told me for Dune, the movie was really like about like half of the first book. I was like, Jesus Christ. Right. This is the whole movie is like character development. And then like you're wait till the next movie because somebody else told me that oh. uh, Rick Danger told me that he was like, wait till the second movie comes out because now, you know, everybody. So all the stuff can just happen. Oh. And I was like, go oh, good, because I don't ever or I don't ever need to watch that first one again. That was <laughs> rough. <laughs> but that's because, you know, you, you also didn't read the books, right? Uh, no, but I did see the first the, the first the movie, first new movie from like eighty two, <laughs> and that well, helped me with this movie in no way. <laughs> that's two totally different books. They're both on a sand planet. That's about it. Yeah, there's a lot of like hidden like connotations in there. It's just like it's you know I kind of steer away from movies that are just too political. And I'm just because it's just draining. Like, you know, I don't watch a movie to like unwind, not get wound up. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Colby, what was your number okay. four? So, my next movie. Um, so, this one almost didn't make the list because oh. I, I couldn't believe that this was 2022. This movie felt to me like this came out so long ago. <laughs> Prey. Oh, yeah. With uh, the, the Predator movie. It's a nice return to form. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a it was a great like prequel to the series or whatever, however they're calling it. Uh, well, after after but, those AVP movies, like the whole timeline and everything right. is just all out of out of sorts. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, this this definitely gave me first Predator feels. Yeah, I you know like it's it's it's, it's it might might be controversial to say. But it could even be a little bit better. I, I kind of was like, I thought about it as I was watching. I was like, you know, as much as I love like those muscly dudes, <laughs> this one's really good. It is. It is really good. <laughs> yeah, this, this is one of those, those those ones that they they made and they 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 learned from from the the past and then oh. they were. It's even like though, the, even though this was in the past, what whatever. It, it's yeah, like but, it's like the original <laughs> director came back. He's like, oh, let's bring this back to the roots. No, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, it's funny if you guys haven't watched Prey. Uh, Prey. It's a it's a predator movie set during the I want to say like during the colonization days, like pre colonization, where Europe was just first getting to to America. Right. So it's and, kind of kind of the predator fighting trappers and indians yeah and you know obviously you know like you, you know there, there's a long history of them being able to you know hunt and gather and all that stuff and, and it, it's just like a really nice clean slate like a nice let's let's start over right and this one the predator isn't like you know he isn't too geared up because obviously you know like these these predators are smart these yashuas 
And they're like, oh, it's 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 a planet that's like in the pre-development age. You don't need all this gear. Right. If you can't take these guys on, then you're not much of a Yashua. <laughs> if you guys don't know, Yashua is the, the it's like their, what, scientific name. <laughs> but yeah, like usually the movie's like, hey, let's take some people and just throw them into like a forest where they're unfamiliar. Yeah. And hopefully their, their past training will... Make the give them the ability to survive against something that's hunting against them. But here you got like these are Native Americans that are and trappers who spend their entire life hunting and trapping things, and then all of a sudden you have like this this foreign entity there, and it's like, what is who's the real hunter, right? And and it's all based toward like it's all based around this one female. Like a Native American, right? I don't know the I, is that's that's the correct term, right? Native I, American, yeah. Um, and it's it's about her like trying to break gender roles, and it's not like in your face. It's like very subtle. It's just, just she's just like I want to be a hunter, right? I can do this, right? Yeah, she's like constantly competing against her brother, who's yeah. like a year or two older and has just passed the uh, the you know the the manhood test, and she's like, I'm a better bow i shoot the bow better than him i throw an axe better than him yeah. why can't i do those things you know like, no g- gather some berries bitch <laughs> <laughs> no but like he 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 like even her brother recognizes her skills yeah you know and it's just it's hard you know but that's not you know that's not really the main focal point it is kind of the main focal point without it being so obnoxious right yes you it's know, not it, all like in your face it, yeah, it feels it, very natural it's not the end game scene we're like oh yeah don't worry we could do this she has help <laughs> i still <laughs> that scene is still like the bane of like that whole movie i fucking hated that scene because it's just like it's so it's so it's so woke you know you could have done that scene but like if you didn't just see Captain Marvel rip through a fucking airship. <laughs> right. Like, if it was any other hero, it could have been, like, uh, what's her name? Wasp. Mm-hmm. And then, like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, she does need help to get through that, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not Captain Marvel. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, oh, that's such a great, yeah, that, that is a great pick. I thought about it, too. And I was like, oh, but these other movies on my list are just... So juicy. <laughs> it's just it, it's like I said, it's, it's weird because I feel like it was like six months ago I saw it, and I felt like I was a whole year behind. Like <laughs> this movie has been out forever. I'm finally seeing it. So like when I was like, oh, that's on the 22 list. Okay, yeah. Right. I'll Time is that. a social concept. <laughs> <laughs> it is a concept. <laughs> oh man, no, yeah, that's great. Um, and phew, my God, that pre- you know, it was one of those movies I was watching with uh with my best friend, and we were watching it, and like we we actually it's like one of those movies that like very rarely do we get vocal during movies because mm. we're watching it, right? Right. Like, right. But like, man, that one scene with like the brother and the predator, we got so mad. We we're like, oh, fucking cheap. <laughs> Cheap shot. <laughs> You're getting your ass whooped. You cloaked out of there, you cheap. <laughs> that had to make you mad, right? Yeah. Because, man, he was... It's, it's, it's hard to say that the girl was better than her brother because he was just chopping him down. 
Yes. Uh, but, you know, he's like, you know, the bro, obviously you guys know, like, the brother is more physically built. Right. Right. And so, like, he's able to stand toe to toe where the girl who has, like, a smaller frame, she has to use more of her wits. Right. And she get the cool axe on a rope thing. Oh, right. Kunai with chains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, a, it was a very martial art movie, but. That's yeah. super sweet. I was it like, was, that's smart, though. Like, I, she has to be smarter to, you know, compete with the physicality of the boys. Right. You know. Listen, you know, just the same, you know, WNBA, NBA is not the same, right? Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, my number. But, four, yeah, well, but but if you're if you're at all a Predator fan, sci-fi, like that oh. kind of monster movie, don't be like, I'm not seeing this because they put a chicken in or something. <laughs> this, this was. Or it went straight to Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's another thing. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know if it even went to the theater. And I think that's like my head was still like, oh, it went. To Hulu because it was still pandemic time when it came oh, out. Yeah, maybe but, maybe it was, it was supposed to come out during the pandemic. Who knows? Mm. Right? Yeah, I would have do- definitely loved to have seen this on the big screen though, just because like not even just like for the story or anything, but it's beautifully shot. Like it's it's nice. Like you kind of get a glimpse of what it might have looked like back in the day, right? You know, very very foresty. Yeah, I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, my number four is going to be Jordan Peele's Nope. Mm, okay. Yeah, I'm kind of sad that I didn't get to see this in IMAX because it's definitely shot for IMAX. Uh, but yeah, I just thought it was like Jordan. Like a lot of people didn't like it as much as Jordan Peele's like previous uh, things, you know. But Jordan Peele kind of feels like that filmmaker that's like very like like the same message that Hayao Miyazaki tries to put in his movies. You know, where like Princess Mononoke was about like um, pollution and all that stuff. Right. This kind of like Jordan Peele kind of has that same feel, and he's he's a huge anime fan too. Like especially with Akira and all that stuff, you definitely see that reference in here because towards the end of the movie, uh, the sister does the Akira slide. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably like one of the most copied, like or like not copied, but like like honored. Right. Scenes. Definitely an iconic like scene right yeah. or moment in anything right and so yeah like um just because like nope kind of had me guessing the whole movie mm-hmm. i was like what is going on what what how is this happening see and i unf- not that it like ruin ruined it but it had been out a while before i saw it so there was a lot of the surprise things I oh had- really kind of had seen oh see i i was able to not really get uh yeah get spoiled right too often you know every time i would see something i'd pass right by it because i didn't want to like read it i didn't want to look into it too much uh but yeah like throughout the whole movie you're kind of like guessing like whoa what's happening what's going on like why is this this situation there's so much to dig in this movie because it's, it definitely feels like one of those movies that the more you rewatch it the more you get things mm-hmm you know, uh, obviously the one of the main ones is like the shoe during like during the 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 TV flashback. Right. <laughs> and and yes. everything just ties back in together. So I, I thought that was great. You know, I love alien movies. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, I, and this was such a cool change where that it was the ship was the alien. Yeah. And that's not something that I don't know if I've really ever seen. Right, like the blob, yeah. <laughs> but that's like man-made, though. Yeah, right? it wasn't an alien. Was it an alien? I don't remember. Um, 
It came from outer space. It may have been an alien. Right, there's something. But I think, I think it came in an asteroid, like an asteroid crashed and then cracked open and then there was the blob. The blob, right? You see, this one, yeah, it definitely feels you know, like you don't know. Because I, I definitely didn't watch it the way that it moved. And the way that it kind of like tied everybody back in, you know, with the brother not, you know, you don't even know if the brother's alive. Like it's up to people's interpretations if he was able to make it out alive or not. I, right. And you almost even don't even get like maybe this isn't even an alien. Maybe this is just some weird earth cloud monster thing like that, you know, just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it, it's it's very. um you know, a lot of people say like one of the other things that's hard to to depict in live action media is is like Lovecraftian things, mm. and it it definitely has like hints and notes of like a Lovecraftian story. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was great. I I I was kind of sad. I like missed out on like watching it in IMAX. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah, that definitely would have been. Even more powerful in the movie theater, right? <laughs> Especially when they at the end when the alien kind of oh, right and it's, up, yeah. And it's cool because a lot of people are like, you know, they 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 view it as how they want to view it. Some people are talking about how it resembles what angels are, how angels are depicted in the Bible. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, if you guys don't know, angels aren't they're not all those little, little fat babies. <laughs> It's a very it's a very European Renaissance thing, but if you actually look up like real angel depictions, they they kind of almost look like monsters. Oh, right, yes, especially like the seraphim, where it's just like an eye and like six wings. I, right, yeah, no, that would definitely that if if you were early Catholic and an angel came to visit you, you would be horrified. <laughs> Exactly. Some that's, of them, yeah, they're just like eyes for yeah, some reason, right? Like on their wings and <laughs> and, and like three wings or more, six wings. Yeah. yeah. So some of them look like Pokemon. <laughs> it's it's insane, you know. It is like there's that one that's like an eye or like a, just like a bulb, but then it has like all these rings like going around it, and those things have eyes. Yeah. It's insane to think about that, you know, and it's funny. One of the I think one of the best depictions of sort of like Catholicism or like just beings is a uh, dogma. Mm. So like um, one, just not the actual visualization, like with Brad Pitt and Matt Damon, but uh, when Metatron played by um, Alan Rickman, right, the late great Alan Rickman. You know, he's like, oh, I have to talk to her because if you hear her voice, your brains are going to explode. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> and and that's that's a good that's a good depiction because, you know, some things can't be comprehended. You know, just like H.P. Lovecraft said, you you'd go mad. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> There's just too much. Yeah. Too, just too much beauty. <laughs> Kobe, what's your number three? Um. So, um, like, I wanted to put this on the list, but I don't think it really counts as a movie. Uh, but I, I absolutely loved it. It was the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. <laughs> but it's only, like, 45 minutes. It probably doesn't really count as a movie. It's like a TV movie. Uh, yeah. Um, Barbarian? Oh, yeah, that's my number two. So, the opposite of this, where I was just saying... I liked Nope, but I unfortunately saw a lot of like spoilers beforehand. Yeah. Barbarian 
there was so much talk about it, but no spoilers. Like, I don't know if I avoided them well or what, but I went into that movie blind, totally blind (laughs) and just just like everything was a surprise and everything was just each step was better than. Yeah. It's funny because like you, it's sometimes with, when people talk about like, especially like movies that they like really liked, uh, they, they tend to spoil it. Right. But for some reason, this movie, whenever like, you know, people talked about it, they're like, I think you got to watch it. <laughs> I, right. It's like funny, like funny, funnily enough, it was like one of the most best kept secrets of 2022 because <laughs> no one wanted to talk about the movie until you watched it. Right. Now, and we did do a breakdown yeah. of, of Barbarian. So if you uh, yeah, if, if you guys want to see us talk about that. Yeah. So we won't go too, too far into it. Yeah. Because. All right. Um, my number three. And it was tough, you know. I was like, oh, I kind of want to put this higher, but uh, I put Barbarian at two. It was it was like a little mix up, but I feel like the Barbarian at number two is just such a good like fresh surprise into like the horror genre. That was like, oh, it has to be number two because like I kept making people watch it. I was like, you had to watch Barbarian. <laughs> it's so good. It's it's so good. I think I'm the one that told you. So yep. You gotta watch it. Yep. <laughs> But uh, I actually put the Batman at number three. Oh, uh, okay. You know, and uh, the <clears> reason <throat> why the Batman, like, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's so, yeah, of course you put the Batman because you're a Batman fan. But, like, the reason why I put Batman on this list is because it finally felt like DC, DC animation has had a very long hold on, like, animated Marvel or, like, animated comic book movies. Right. Right. Ever since the Batman animated series and the Phantom Mass, which I believe was like one of the first cartoons to ever get like nominated for like or like I think they created the I forgot what it was. I can't say for sure, but I know it got an award. Right. And that was got to be that was been like 95, maybe. Yeah. And it was like a big deal because they're like, oh, this is the first time in animation won this award. Right. Uh, and so DC, it felt like it, it's had this long grass hole where, like, even when they're making their live action stuff, besides, like, the Christopher Nolan, which, like, it, it's a great Batman series, like, trilogy, but it doesn't it doesn't feel like a comic book movie. Right. You know, <clears throat> which is, like, for some people, it's a plus. Like, for some people, it's a minus. You know, it's, like, a great movie, but it's like, it doesn't really feel like... You know, especially, you know, everyone raves about The Dark Knight, too. But, you know, that was really... Ju- that was a... The Heath, the great, late great Heath Ledger show, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and he, oh, you know, probably has one of the best depictions of what you feel like the Joker is. Yeah, but um, the Batman movie, it felt like it was actually written by the people who write for the animation. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's like this huge, like there's like a documentary about it where dc animator like script writers thought that they were going to helm the live action movies and when they found out they weren't you know they're kind of disappointed because like they've already created this universe Ah, it makes so much sense that they would have done it that way right because it's like the the dc movies animations of the cartoons and all that stuff Everyone loves them. Like, you could still talk to people who grew up during that time where, like, Justice League Unlimited came out and all right. that stuff. Oh, and yeah. Like, oh, I love those shows. Yeah. Even Young Justice. And yeah. 
which is great because like when you watch animated movies they don't have to spoon feed you anything anymore because they're like oh we you're watching this because you love this right yep you know and so like the the batman movie which it, you know thankfully it didn't go through the whole martha died <laughs> martha and thomas died <laughs> Like it didn't start the movie it, it, like that, right? It was a year one, so it was, it was still a throwback, but at least it wasn't, yeah, thrown all the way back. Yeah, and you know, and like you get to see more of the detective side of Batman. He was more investigating. There's right. some scenes. Yeah. I obviously was like, oh, I really wish he would do this by himself and not like he's not getting a walkthrough where all the cops are watching him like detect. <laughs> I I totally was thinking about putting this on the list too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of like you said, you were like, no, of course you put it on cause you're a Batman fan. And I was like, yeah, of course you put it on. Cause you're like, you don't a comic book store. <laughs> so it was like, I, it wasn't like boom, boom, fantastic to me. So it like, it probably should be on the list, but it, and there's other things. We'll just we'll kind of eke it off the list just just so I'm not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to put it on the list because it was finally like, oh, finally a comic book movie that feels like a comic book. You know, it felt like a like a short like one six issue series. Right. And, you know, I know like a lot of people are like, oh, it's three hours long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you know, it was a, you know, you're introducing a, a decent amount of like characters in there. You you had Catwoman, you had Penguin, you had the Rizzler. <laughs> yep. You had Gordon. You had Batman. Obviously, you know, play Robert Pattinson. Um, I'm still kind of on the fence with him. Like I do like him in the suit. You know, and it, it I, was a very rough Batman because it's year one. Right. I still haven't seen it a second time. I, I need to watch it a second time because I feel like it's better. The second I will time have a different opinion of it when it ends the second one, second yeah. time because that happens. Because I always like I listen. I tried to drown out people talking about a movie, but it still always affects the way the first way time i see something yeah the only the only gripe i have about it was like i wish the riddler was better just because Mm. like the riddler like so all of batman's like all of all of batman's like villains they're they feel like they're pieces of him right you know pieces that were like his life where his life could have went wrong and he could have become that yeah you know you have scarecrow batman's like this master chemist you have, you know, uh, you have the Riddler uh, who who matches his intellect. Right. Um, the reason why Joker like throws a wrench in him is because he's everything that Batman isn't. Right. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot, a lot of those things. Bane is his physicality. So um, the Riddler, who's supposed to be this 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 villain that matches intellect, it didn't really feel like he. It, you know, all of his like riddles were too easy. Uh, they weren't the scale wasn't enough like oh, with yeah. the comic book during the new 52 run where was it like Riddler took over Gotham and it was like this barren wasteland or almost like it's been overtaken by nature. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Batman yeah. has to come back and fix it because he was like he was on his journey or even um, there's a comic during there's a run of the comic books where it was like the where it was the vis- of villain origin stories. Or villain one shots. Remember those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Riddler ones was one of my favorites because he breaks into this. He breaks into Wayne Tech, 
And it was just too easy. And then I, he gets to the top and he's like, oh, where's Batman? He's <laughs> playing chess by himself. <laughs> right. So that's that was like my only gripe. Yeah, they did a good storyline where it was like Gotham kind of had been taken over by the two crime lords. And it was Joker on one side and uh, Riddler on the other. Yeah. And it was the same kind of thing. They, they, they really like like I really liked that Riddler. Yeah, in that he was, story. He was, it was menacing. Some, yeah. He was intellectually menacing. Right. Yeah. Uh, Kobe, what was your number two? <laughs> um, so I, uh, I think this counts. <laughs> uh, Weird Al. <laughs> oh, and you I, finally watched it? I, and I watched this and I, I feel, I feel like I've always been a huge Weird Al fan. And I know like. <laughs> a ton about him outside of the music industry. Um, and I've always been like, I don't know, like in my head's always like, you know, all you got to do is like sing a joke and it makes it funnier. Um, <laughs> so like I recognized all the caricatures of people that they put in here um, from like his past. Yeah. Um, where like if you weren't a big Weird Al fan or if you weren't like like if you didn't know who Frank Zappa was, yeah. it would have just been like, uh, I don't get this. Yeah. You know, that movie was for, for all the UHF fans. I, right. <laughs> right. But it was an incredibly well done mockumentary. Like it, it, it made fun of Weird Al. Weird Al. Yeah. And, uh, was pretty much not accurate. It had enough truth that it was like a documentary, but everything was like super exaggerated. <laughs> so it was like spinal tap. It's like spinal tap. <laughs> yeah, you know, not a lot of people give Daniel Radcliffe and I mean, he he deserves way more credit as an actor. Freaking love Daniel Radcliffe. You know, because he's done I, so many small projects. Yeah, I I feel like everything that he's done since Harry Potter ended, he is so much better than he was than as Harry Potter. Like oh, right. just right, he was in like and, and a lot of range. Oh, he's like in like. Horns. Swiss Army Man. Yeah, yeah, man. Swiss Army Man. That one was like, that one had a chokehold on people. <laughs> uh, Guns Akimbo was just, <laughs> like, that was his action movie debut. Like, that was <laughs> amazing how, how much of an action star he could be. I, mean, I don't think I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. I have to put that on the list. Like, I might have to watch that. I, I, that, that, that movie's Definitely, it's yeah. it's, it's, he, it's yeah. pushing my top. He's <laughs> he's like he's like a computer gamer troll, and yeah. he just like every time somebody beats him, he just like just talking so much trash, <laughs> and he ends up talking trash to somebody who is the like person making a real life video game where they're like of like real criminals <laughs> like. It's it's yeah. not really a video game. It's really f the filming these criminals, but they're forced to do things that like you you oh, gotta yeah. like win this uh, like Running Man kind yeah. of you know oh, like okay. Arnold Running Man. Um, <laughs> but he talks so much smack that they basically like come and kidnap him and stick him in it. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know he was like a I know he was a villain in another movie. I just don't remember which one. Yeah, he went and he was uh there was a movie called like The F- Jungle, which is supposed to be like a real life story of like a group of guys who go to um track down like an African tribe and uh Oh, Lost City. Is that maybe it's a city and they get like stranded in the forest, like oh. in, like in like the African jungle kind of. Uh, and it is. Oh, it is. Yeah. Jungle. Oh, OK. Uh, and it is like super dark and super intense, like <laughs> this, like. Like fight for survival through the jungle. It, it, that one's really good, too. Yeah. Yeah. He's he, he's he's in a lot of things. Yeah. I don't feel like people give him. Enough credit as a, as an actor outside of, oh yeah, I think he was the bad guy, and now you see me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! All right. Um, here's my number two. Uh, since Colby talked already about it, uh, we're gonna go pig. <laughs> I just love that movie. <laughs> Did were you were you able to watch your um the indomitable something of Nicolas Cage? Yes, we'll do your number and, two, and that's my number one. Oh, that's your number one. <laughs> uh, what's your What's your number two? So, um, what did we do? No, Weird Al was my number two. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I'm supposed to be the barber. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about Pig, right? <laughs> Pig is just a really great drama. You guys should watch it. It's it's I, I it's not a 2022. It came out 2021, but it's just a movie about grieving and. And kind of moving on and so I'm just, you know, he doesn't, he, he loves his pig, man. <laughs> and, and, and to contrary belief, no, he doesn't fuck the pig. <laughs> That's good. Always a positive. Oh, have you not seen it yet? I think it's on Hulu. You can watch it, pig. Where's my pig? <laughs> I'll have to check it out. <laughs> All right. You, you want to do your number? But yeah, so then we got unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh, yeah. I. I, nothing better to me than a like a comedian or an actor or a, yeah, a celebrity who can make fun of themselves. Yeah. And that's what this whole movie is, <laughs> is him making fun of himself. But it's really well done. Um, it's 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 funny, like not like hilariously funny, but it is it's funny all the way through. But there's like a real story to it as well. Um, and, and his co-star is Pedro Pascual. Also, also a big talent that, right. that, that, that dude's going to be doing stuff for, for years. Yeah. I mean, he was, you know, he's the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, he's also Joel in the last of us, the, 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 right. t- the HBO TV show that's coming out. I'm super hyped for that. I, I know you never played the games. But. I didn't, but I, I my daughter did, and so she used to talk about it all the time. And then there was a comic book, so I read the comic. It was like a little four part comic book, but I read the comic book. So was the I comic book about the girl, uh, Ellie? It was like a group of people. Maybe mm-hmm. it was about the girl. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was like, like a group of like like four. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard when now you don't know the character, <laughs> but like I, it's funny because like that that even that game like I love watching people play like the first half of that game because in the first half 
this game's like ten years old, so I'm I'm not spoiling anything. Right. But he, you know, he's trying to escape the city. Well, you know, and then his daughter dies in his arms, and then like I just love watching people cry because they're like, oh my god, his daughter. <laughs> Because they really set you up for failure. They make you play the girl first. <laughs> uh, so that's, yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's like, was it like, is it in the same sort of regards as like being John Malkovich? <laughs> I, similar, yeah. Just making fun of himself a little bit. Yeah, yeah. so it, like it, it, it really starts off like it is. He's complaining about how his career is, he's having to take crappy movies to pay the bills and he's looking for that one big film yeah to you know to come back to oh. like to be a big star again yeah and it's like you know and every time but he's like oh yeah no this this movie you'd be great in this movie it would be big like when you did like national treasure or when you did like face off you know and they keep bringing back you know when you did the rock you know and they keep bringing back movies from like like 20 years ago <laughs> when that were like huge blockbusters um i love but see like i love that Nicolas Cage does these indie films. I, like, first of all, he's like one of the only actors that's been able to be in movies that portray, uh, what's it called? Portray HP Lovecraftian things with colors, a color of space and uh, Mandy. Right. You know, the only, well, I guess I feel like Mandy's more like, like a hallucinate, like a psychedelic trip. Right. But, yeah. Like there's, yeah, there's, there's like elements of, you know, especially with those those Cenobites that they had in there. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Which, again, like a lot of people were like, yeah, the Cenobites are this very Lovecraftian, you know? Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, I love that he does like these small, you know, Willy's Wonderland. Oh, wow, that was great, too. <laughs> Pig. <laughs> uh, but, like, yeah, the the and the bigger of a because he like makes so much fun of his past, yeah. the bigger of a Nicolas Cage fan you are the more little inside jokes you'll oh. get. Like his daughter makes fun of his belt buckle. Cause it's like a tarantula. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, well, yeah, I'm like the, my, my producer was like, I should wear the scorpion. I was like, the scorpion's too aggressive. And they were like, well, what kind of insect do you want? How about this? And he's like, Oh, not the bees, <laughs> <laughs> not the bees. <laughs> You know, there's there's a lot of things that you can say about Nicolas Cage, but uh, phony and in is never there. <laughs> and he makes fun of that because there's parts like there's parts where he like has a conversation like current him has a conversation with 20 years ago him. Oh, that's awesome. They, they, they generated him as like, oh, yeah. that's, that's sweet. <laughs> Is it during his A, B, C, D, E, F, G? One of the greatest uh, alphabets ever read on on screen. (laughs) (laughs) Very vampires. (laughs) I think that's like his most memeable movie. There's Um, no way. and, and, And they tell you a lot in the commercials. Yeah. But interesting, a lot of that is misleading. Oh, like uh, Pedro Pascal is really a big Keanu Reeves fan. <laughs> no, he is. He's a huge Nicholas Cage fan. That's a, that part is not misleading, yeah. but, but some of the other parts are, are, are misleading. So you, you get, it, it's a much different, 
uh, movie than you expect. Uh, the story wise, oh, okay. it, it goes a lot of different places that you don't expect it to. So. <laughs> All right, my number one movie, and uh, you guys are going to be like, "Oh, it's because you're Asian." Uh, it has to be everything, everywhere, all at once. It's probably it's like one of those movies that that hits so many different boxes all at once. I know you haven't seen it yet. I have not seen it. I'm sure that's why it's not on my list. <laughs> but uh, the fact that this movie it, it, it's helmed by two guys, I think this is like one of their first movies ever done. It so it's it has this very it's an indie project pretty much because they you know I, I've watched like. I watched uh, behind the scenes where they talk about well, this is how we, how we did this scene. Uh, they did it with a very small team. Their their stunt coordinators were uh, these people that run a a, cha- a YouTube channel mm. that does like martial arts and stunt coordinating. It's the two guys um, during the fight. The guy who put the butt plug in his butt. <laughs> And the guy who put the trophy in his butt, they're, they're the stunt coordinators for the okay. movie. And the fact that they're able to get Michelle Yeoh on board and um, Data, you know, it's just like, you know, it was such a big movie for him because uh, if, you, if you didn't like, you know, hear the press tour or whatever, he talks about like how he wanted to get back into acting because the reason why he got out of it was there was just no acting jobs for, for an Asian when he was growing up, you know, it's funny that he got like these two big blockbuster movies, uh, which is uh, Raiders of the Ross or Raiders of the Lost Ark and Goonies. But after that, it kind of dried up and he didn't want to play a caricature of an Asian like like Gary Watanabe. (laughs) He didn't want to caricature himself. Right. He didn't want to pigeonhole himself into doing this just for the sake of getting a role, which is very respectable. But we didn't see him for how long? Like, you grew up with, right? With, uh, yeah, I can't say his name. Lee Lee Kui Kwan. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> that name is really hard to say. That's the Asian guy saying. <laughs> the Asian name is hard to say. <laughs> but you, you know, you grew up sort of watching the, especially Goonies, right? Yeah, know, that was like that's like that was like your Stranger Things. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, and there was, there was so much stuff. Uh, uh, he was also in the Indiana Jones, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He was a shortstop. Shortstop. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he had a a bunch of stuff like right in a row. It was like boom, 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 and then then he disappeared, right? right? And so it, it was such a big deal to for him because he watched Crazy Rich Asians, and he was like, "Oh my god!" And you know, there's finally like Hollywood's given us a platform to do something, and so for him to come onto this project and absolutely like kill it. Because people are like, you know, there's a lot of martial arts that happen in that movie, and he does them all. Mm. He he, because he's a he, he's like a third degree Taekwondo black belt. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Right>? No idea. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. I I didn't know that. I was like, oh, how's how's Data gonna pull this up? <laughs> and he does all of his action scenes really well. He he keeps up with who who a lot of people consider a kung fu legend. Michelle Yeoh, you're right. like, how is he gonna perform next to Michelle Yeoh? And they both like awesome, and just the amount of it almost feels like a like a director's passion project when you watch this because this movie deals with not it's not only it, a lot of people called it the real multiverse of madness <laughs> because it deals with multi like multiverses and um the multiverse, but you also had um Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie. 
Right, and that's she's huge, right? Right, and she's a she, OG screen queen, and so you know. But this this movie not only deals with like it has a sci fi effect of it of being like a multiple multi multiverse movie, uh, which is already a very ambitious like subject to take on, especially for an indie film. Uh, but it also deals with like generational trauma for like a lot of Asian Americans can can attest to this being. Oh, you too. You 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 know. Your, I don't know how your dad was, <laughs> but you know your dad must have been from. Do you remember that movie with Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio, where he was kind of like rough, like he was like this old dad from the nineteen forties. Okay, he was, yeah, he was an asshole. Yeah, and you you know it deals with like a lot of those like gen, like passing down traumas to your to right. your children. I don't know if you had to deal with that, <laughs> but I know like a lot of my friends. You know, Asian American friends who who had to deal with like first generation or immigrant parents that came here. And yeah, see, I feel like I'm one generation removed from that because that <laughs> yeah. was that was totally my grandpa, <laughs> like my dad's dad. So you're was, you're the you're the, he, the he was of, yeah. I don't want to be like my dad, so I'm going to treat you better. <laughs> right, right. So my dad had already was like, I'll treat my kid better, and then I then I got the you, you got know, the you got even the good a little treatment. bit like yeah, <laughs> yeah. My dad, my grandpa was like the uh, uh, of um the hard Clint Eastwood oh. in Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> that movie is so racist. <laughs> I, right. I, and and my, my dad's brother is much more like my grandpa than my dad was. <laughs> like my dad, because like. I don't want to be like that. Yeah. And my, my uncle was just like his brother was like, I'm, I'm not staying in New Jersey. There's too many colors here. Oh I'm, my God. I got to move to a, a different town where. Where a lot of me's at, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, Colby's not saying you know in that way. He's speaking it from his uncle's, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I have absolutely no problem with. Yeah, yeah. You should see Colby's. You should have seen his uh, comic book shop. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, you know, like here, like here's like one little instance of, of that is just uh, Michelle. Yeoh. The main the main character of that movie is Michelle Yeoh. Um, and her having to deal with just like a lot of regrets and 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 broken relationships, mm. right? Where she has a hard time communicating with her daughter, uh, her daughter in the movie. Um, also, I think it's like the first time I've seen this actress, uh, but she she like she she's absolutely great in that movie as well. Mm. Uh, but they're having this moment where she she wants to tell her daughter like you know like like I love you, I miss you or something, and she. <laughs> A lot of Asian Americans get that, you know, freaking, <laughs> freaking attest to this. But she was like, "Uh, you're getting fat. <laughs> you should lose weight." <laughs> and it's funny if you go, it's funny if you go on TikTok, right? And then type on the search bar, everything, everywhere, all at once, and reactions. You'll just see videos upon videos of just Asian girls just leaving the theater crying. Mm. <laughs> and so um, I don't know if, you know, if Kobe watches this, I don't know if he'll if he'll feel it the same. I think if he will. He'll, he'll, he understands, you know. Right. He's very like oh, he is very he's a empathy type of yeah, human I, being. I can cry. <laughs> I'm a boy who um, can cry. But well, like one of the scenes. 
which like this is not really spoiling anything, but um, uh, Lee Ki Kwan, his character in there, and Michelle Yeoh, they're in a different universe, and Michelle Yeoh explains to him like, oh, I'm you know, this this is what would have been our life if we had stayed together, and they're both like super successful, <clears throat> right? This line, I'm gonna tell you like this scene because like even if, even if I tell you, you'll still see it, and you're like you'll you'll still connect to it some way, right? Uh, but they're both like you know they're both very successful, um, and uh, but he's like he he as he starts to leave, uh, he's he tells him he tells Michelle yo he's like you know like a life of do, just doing laundry and taxes, I would have really liked that as well, even though he's like this mm. hyper successful businessman. Right. When she explains to him this life that they had where they just owned a laundromat, he was like, I would have. I would have really enjoyed that, and I was like, when I when I hit that when I that scene got me crying. I was crying. <laughs> you'll see, you'll watch it. You know, you're a business. You right, were, you were right. A small I'll, I'm, owner. I'm sure I'll tear up. <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, that that is our. That's, oh, what, Colby, do you want to hit us with your uh, honorable mention mentions list? Mine's pig. So. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's gonna come away from this episode. I was like, I gotta watch Pig. <laughs> yeah. It, okay. So and then my my uh, um, so Bullet Train would also been on there. Okay. So uh, we I replaced actually put Weird Al for Bullet Train. Bullet Train. I would have been my second because I was I yeah, really movie. did enjoy the movie. Um, but the other movie. Um, and I also thought this was older, but uh, Kimmy, K I M I. It was it's um. Lenny Kravitz's daughter's oh. first big role. Maybe not it's her first big role, but it's the first. Well, yeah, she was in the Batman. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah, but no, was. I think this was before that. Oh, probably. But I thought this movie was was really good. I thought she did a really, really good job on it. Oh, yeah. It was a like, what would you describe that movie as? Like, what kind of uh, so, genre? So definitely like a psychological thriller. Oh, Um. She is in charge of basically kind of um, phone calls and stuff that for a security system. Okay. She reviews them. Oh. And, you know, mostly is like, you know, just to make sure that, you know, things are going right. But then she she overhears something that she's not supposed to overhear Mm. and she reports it. And they're just like, ah, then now nah, that's not important. Just go ahead and delete it. But don't but worry then, about that. But it bothers her, so she kind of keeps monitoring the uh, the, the interactions, that, the interactions, and uh, you're curious, yeah. curiosity killed the cat. Yep. Oh, she's in a lot of things. Wow, I didn't realize she was also a Catwoman in the Lego Batman movie. She is in way more things than I knew. <laughs> you just going well, through that, I'm like, that's a whole list of stuff. Well, I don't really picture you like, oh, I gotta watch all the Le- uh, the Zoe Kravitz movies. <laughs> Wait, does Shia LaBeouf have a brother? Sorry, I'm like searching for things right. <laughs> Ryan LaBeouf <laughs> doesn't even have a photo. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz. After watching her as a as cat with Selena Kyle, it was, made me feel some type of way. It's <laughs> <was> very pretty. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. what is there anything? Was there anything else on that list? I no. I think that's everything that we didn't. Yeah, and then the Guardians uh, Christmas yeah. special, which was great. 
Uh, it was a nice little like breather. Uh, I I have not been a huge fan of Phase Four lately. Like with when it comes to the movies and the shows. And so I really have liked Phase Four because <laughs> it is so much different. It's not the everything is the blockbuster has to be the summer like biggest <laughs> movie save the whole universe like She Hulk I. Hate just it. loved. <laughs> I just, that, uh, from that version of the comic, I thought they yeah. did just a fantastic job. No, like, she wasn't just, smashing enough, sex wise. Because <laughs> She Hulk uh, is is very promiscuous in the in the comics. She's like doing it with a bunch of characters, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I don't, if, I don't know if you guys want uh, if you want it ruined for you. Just don't read the old man Logan. <laughs> she's the only one that can take it <laughs> when I read that I was like I was in the borders I was like whoa oh my god aren't they cousins <laughs> yeah. she got stuck in a laundry <laughs> yeah uh, but no like all the shit like Loki I thought was fantastic oh, Loki was amazing uh, that is like probably one of the shining gems of phase 4 for me because I think, I think it was because uh, you could take out everything Marvel in that and it would have still been a great show. It's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wouldn't make sense. You just have a normal dude, like an, an alligator as a normal dude. Like, <laughs> I love that. I was like, Loki as an alligator? That's amazing. Well, I was like, then I was thinking about it. I was like, what was Thor? Thor had to have been like a gorilla or something. <laughs> oh, man. Um, actually, I, I actually really enjoyed the Hawkeye show. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, you know. I don't. I don't know if it was because, you know, I liked it because it dealt with the PTSD that that Barton was having to deal with. Uh, right. <laughs> him, yeah. him trying to to uh, live through or trying to work through his guilt of being Ronin, uh, you know, killing, mass murdering criminal organizations, uh, also having to deal with the death of Natasha. While you know, with his family, him being deaf, yeah, uh, that was cool. And then uh, passing, sort of passing the torch on to Haile Steinfeld's character, and so you, you say that like, and it's like I, I feel like I like the shows yeah. much better than the movies. Yeah, because There's, I didn't, I didn't hate Eternals, but it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah. Right. Very yawn inducing. Um, and then uh, Black Widow was a couple years too late. Right. Yeah. A couple years too late. I was like, why are they? They fit this movie, and then it's supposed to run into what was it called? Infinity War. Or yeah, it? yeah. And I was like, it's too late. It's too late for that. Um, uh, no way home. Really, it was just a nostalgia thing for me. I right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a. There's always that. Like my my joke is there's a big difference between a good movie and an entertaining movie. Yeah, and that was a definitely an entertaining movie. Like yeah. it was. I glad I saw it. It was good all or it was entertaining all the way through, but it, that wasn't necessarily a good movie. Well, what I mean, and I and I kind of felt that same. Way about uh, Love the and multiverse of madness. Oh, yeah, that was the and Scarlet so Witch show. <laughs> um, Love and Thunder. I feel like I liked it better than a lot of people because I 
kind of, and I don't know if it was intentional. I kind of got the joke that this is the whole story being told by Korg. Korg. Yeah. And this is how he would tell it. But like they didn't, they didn't make that obvious enough. And so if you, if you didn't pay attention to that at the very beginning, you would have been like, I, I can definitely see why you're like, uh, why people were like, this movie is just silly. overly silly yeah. and all like girl power. And yeah. they made Thor just like a big lug. And <sighs> it's like he regressed. You know, because right. I felt like, you know, even after like in uh, what's it called uh, Endgame, I was like, no, nah, Thor has like a lot of issues he has to like work through. And the movie was, yeah, it was overly silly. I understand it was from like the perspective of Korg, but I think it's because Disney's like, well, Ragnarok works so well. So we, we need Taika Waititi. I need you to up the ante. Right. I, and they 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 should have done like the first story told by Korg. Yeah. And then. Then, like, Thor's, like, come in and be like, that's not how it happened. And then the story kind of goes on and then gets more serious yeah. as they fought, uh, you know, the butcher and stuff. And it was Gore, the God Butcher. Yeah. And I because I, I liked him as a bad guy, but yeah, it was Christian just Bell. he was it, only in it like half as much as he needed to be. It sucks, though, because like the Gore, the God Butcher run from the comics was so dark. Oh, right. You know, and I feel like, you know, they they had, you know, they did it from the perspective of Korg. But uh, the subject matter was like the way even the movie, the movie starts with like uh, the um, the devastation of uh, Gore's like planet and people. Right. And the betrayal of the gods in his eyes was like such a dark way to start this movie. And then it goes into this like bright colored, goofy portion and and it kind of like the tones don't match. Yeah. I really wish they had they would have went darker. Not as dark as Dark World. Dark World sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but um if they had kept the same consistent tone, it would have been a way better movie. Yeah. Yeah. And for for like for No Way Home, I just thought the premise of it was silly. Was, oh, we can't get into college. It's like, dude, you don't need the uh, freaking you don't need college at this point. <laughs> You guys are like all geniuses. You guys just start your own business and work your way up through that way, you know? Right. Yeah. Paul Rudd's doing really well being known as Ant Man. Come on, come on, Peter. You could be that too. No. No. Peter's identity is like one of his biggest like uh like focal points in the comics. Uh, right. For people not knowing right. who he is. But uh And then I didn't see uh uh Wakanda. Oh yeah. The Black Panther two, and I legitimately have not heard really anything about it like, yeah I've, I've heard mixed reviews it's like eh you know uh, you, you know it's funny because even Chadwick Boseman's family is like you should, guys should recast him recast you know uh, Black Panther he's such a powerful character for for like you know right. the African American community you know it's like all, all these kids can finally have a hero to really look up to you guys should just recast him you know so like, I was like you know if his family is saying recast him I, right why not? You yeah. know, because like uh, Michael Kugler still had the original script or, you know, before he found out that, you know, Chadwick Boseman had oh, was the stage four cancer or something. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, he still had this, you know, but uh, I don't know. Like I haven't like my, my, my best friend told me about it. He's like, ah, oh, you can, you know, you could watch it. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he felt like it was like another try, like a woke movie. And it's like, I was like too in your face. 
So, uh, yeah, so yeah, like Phase 4 stuff, I haven't really been... I mean, I've watched it because, you know, what else is there to watch sometimes? Uh, <laughs> oh, another thing that we have to talk about, because, you know, we, we have extra time during the end of the month. So <laughs> let, let's let's talk about this now, right? We're going to start this new year off, right? Uh, I've seen some of the replies that you've been getting on Twitter. <laughs> I was like, oh, Colby's been busy on the Twitters. <laughs> Um, I don't understand this huge hashtag fire James Gunn when he hasn't even done anything. I was right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. So my my replies to people on uh, on Twitter uh, have been pretty much if everybody loved the way the DC universe was going, then I don't understand why they would have replaced Schneider and brought in James Gunn and uh, all and, and wanted to, to make big changes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But oh, for sorry. the last 10 years, all everybody done, has done is crapped on every single <laughs> not Batman uh, DC movie. DC movie. Yeah. Like they crapped on Joker and then it got like nominated for Academy Awards. <sighs> Like <laughs> that movie is also amazing. I, the only like the the only one they didn't really bash too hard was the first Wonder Woman, but that still got pretty bad reviews. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, and like what they they there was a director change or something in the middle of that, and everybody was like up in arms. Yeah. Oh, like the Justice League movie. Yeah. And they're like, release a Snyder cut. <laughs> right. And then, and then they're like, you know, James Gunn can't do anything good. But then you're like, if you look at the Rotten Tomatoes scores of all the DC movies that have come out, <laughs> all of them, like there's, there's 52 of them. Yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad 2 is number six. Highest, <laughs> the uh, David Ayer, sh- the 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 next one that is not Wonder Woman two, not Joker, not Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. The next one on that list is number twenty six, which is the Schneider cut, <laughs> and it's like number thirty five is the not Schneider cut of justice league, but there's like everything else in between. There is all like all the old Batman movies, <laughs> all the old Superman movies. Like it's everything pre Schneider, all everything pre Schneider. So yeah. like, it's really like, oh, I mean, like Sorry. he, he did a lot of good, but he's he's not the face that's going to com- make DC compete against Marvel. Yeah. So okay. So oh, I have to do one correction. Snyder didn't get fired. He got he had to he stepped down because his child committed uh, his child. No 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 himself. no. I, oh no. I'm oh. talking about replacing Snyder with Gun. Wait, it's Snyder. <laughs> I just like saying Snyder. <laughs> Snyder <laughs> replacing Sorry. Snyder with with yeah. with gun, yeah. you know, within the last six months. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, you did. Yeah. You, Take, you, yeah. You step down. Step do down. You if you have do, something like you know? that tragic in your family. Yeah. Hundred percent. You know. Yeah. Like, so like the thing about it, right, where I come from is like James Gunn. If you look at his track record for his movies, uh, not like obviously let's not account his like 
early, early ones. Those are everyone's starting out. They got to do something, right? Right. Um, but Snyder's been able to take a couple of properties and make them into like household names. Right. Mainly, well, first of all, Slither is amazing with Nathan Fillion. <laughs> I know it's not a household name, but like, you know, it has a cult following for a reason. Um, but Guardians of the Galaxy is like one of them, like the biggest, like, Everyone, when it first came out, was like, who the fuck are the Guardians of the Galaxy? Right. I'm not going to watch that movie. The fat guy from Parks and Rec is in. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, I want to let you guys know, I I loved Chris Pratt when he was fat. Like, like, well, he's chubbier. You know, he was just much more funny. Now he's like the, you know, not not to bash on anyone's religion, but he's, he's, you know, he's. He, I don't know. Everyone talks about how he's in this weird religion or weird sect of Christianity now. I don't know what that's about. Uh, and he left Anna Faris. <laughs> well, no, I think there's like a whole rift between them uh, when he started to get more famous. But like, yeah, he took yeah he took Chris Pratt. He took Dave Bautista. Uh, you know, two of the more lesser known people. Obviously, um, Bradley Cooper, Vin Diesel, and uh, uh, the girl who played. Uh, the green girl. Oh, right. The, but this almost like her. She was in Avatar where nobody knew who she was. Yeah. I mean, like where she was amazing, but she was animated. You didn't. Or, yeah. Visual. You would not have seen her on the street and been like, oh, here's the girl, blue girl from Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, yeah. But she was, so like if you knew her, you knew her. If you didn't, you'd be like, oh, who's who's that girl? Um, and, you know, she, he took like, you know, these people and with that, with that property from Marvel, which is like a very, I feel like a, a much lesser known comic book and projected into this like huge brand for Marvel. Superstardom. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and even you know, he saved the Suicide Squad 2 yeah. movie, which is much more enjoyable is hyper violent. It's what a Suicide Squad movie was supposed to be. Right. You can't have this ragtag group of assassins and murderers and and all that stuff not do bad stuff. Right, right. And then the spinoff from that, Peacemaker. and <laughs> Hilarious yeah. as well. Uh, and so I just, yeah, I don't understand. I keep seeing it like on Facebook and on Twitter, like, fire James Gunn. He doesn't want Henry. I was like, listen, Henry Cavill, he looks amazing as Superman. But Superman's like a boring character. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And and, and uh, Affleck already didn't. It was already made it very clear he didn't want to keep doing Batman. Uh, you know, it's a shame. I, I kind of I like Batfleck. And then they were like, now they're not going to make a, a Black Adam 2. Who who's out there saying they liked Black Adam 1? Everybody's <laughs> like The Rock was amazing in this really crappy movie. No, they're saying that The Rock <laughs> played The Rock. In the black eye, <laughs> right? I, you know the the one the one saving grace I did hear about it is uh, Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate. I was like, that's a good one. Have you seen it? No, I, I don't. I, you don't care? Yeah, I don't care. Hey, then they kill him. He's he's not going to be back in the second one because oh. he's dead. Come on. <laughs> First of all, how do you kill Dr. Fate is like one of the most strongest characters in the DC universe. He's got the the helmet still there. So there'll be a different Dr. Fate. It should be a Filipino. If they they, they could do that. (laughs) Yeah. But then like, you know, I also heard there's like a, there was like a, like a riff between like the rock and 
Zach Levy being Shazam, which I don't know if like because it seems like James Gunn kind of wants to just let's do a clean sweep, right? So we don't know if there's going to be a third Shazam movie or if like Zachary Levy will still play Shazam. We we're not too sure. I'm just speaking from like what I've been hearing. Uh, I don't mind the clean slate. Right. Yeah. I would like to see like a more conflicted Superman because I'm telling you right now, Man of Steel, boring to me. Because <laughs> all right, I don't know for you. I but, no yeah. agreed. Like he, like yeah. like I said that Superman is a pretty boring character. You got to put him up against something amazing oh. to make him. Yeah. Good, and uh, yeah, I, not that. Henry Cavill was in any way a bad Superman. The just those movies weren't great, and yeah, they weren't well, well written. And it's a shame because he, you know, he, for a British guy, he looks red, white, and blue to me. <laughs> right, America. Right. So yeah, so if you get a, you you know, you start a the DC universe from a Guardians of Galaxy side, you start bringing in like DC's got a plethora of great characters that are not that are not the big three yeah i still don't mind the big three though don't get me wrong but the way that superman is portrayed in the snyderverse it's just so dreary but then when you read superman comics it's so bright superman is supposed to be like this beacon of hope right he's supposed to be like happy yes he's he can get conflicted give him obstacles that he has to go through but it's it's just going to be different obstacles because he's such an all-powerful being now if like he he's like james gunn has said he wanted to start superman from a younger age and that's fine like i want to see that i want to see him struggle to be superman right and then by the end of the first movie he is superman and people are gonna be like, well henry cavill was traumatized in the first one he's like yeah but henry cavill was he also had to go up against grot or god was zod yeah grot no that's gorilla grot <laughs> um and realistically he shouldn't have been able like first of all he shouldn't have killed him that's not something that superman does on a whim right and also superman should have got dog walked because zod is like this kryptonian warrior Yes. And for him to be able to outpower him and then kill him. Right. Spoiler. And like, I hate to compare it to the to the old Christopher Reeves one. But yeah, yeah. like Zod whooped Superman's ass. And it was basically Superman had to trick yeah. Zod into into going into the fans. Yeah. So like his first his real for like, it would be nice if they take a little bit of Smallville, build them up that way. And then his first real enemy is is someone of intellect, like Lex Luthor. Right. And that could be the first movie, you know? He he could be, like, super betrayed by Lex Luthor, who he thinks is his friend. And, you know, we'll go that way, you know? And then in the second movie, you can give him freaking Doomsday. And then, you know, and then third movie, you can give him Brainiac or something. I don't I, know. Right. Or, or not do Doomsday again. Oh, but I love the Doomsday. Like the Doomsday lore is so amazing to me because it's literally it, he was manufactured, right? Yep. And and he's a being that's supposed to constantly evolve. He's like the uh, the 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 epitome of what is it called? Like the Darwin theory, whatever. The the only the strongest will survive. Yeah, theory of evolution. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know because Superman can't kill him no matter how hard he tries. He's thrown him into the sun. And he survived that. 
He's the ultimate Superman like being. Oh, you know a second movie could be Lobo. <laughs> I love it. Lobo yeah, Lobo, Lobo should be. She's, she's so hot. Yeah, Lobo should be a movie. Yeah. Yeah, Lobo should be his own movie. I mean, right. He could be DC's Deadpool. But he's like having sex. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Oh, obviously DC has a plethora of people to to pull from. Right. Huge. So yeah, I just don't understand why people are just like fire Jim's gun when he hasn't even gotten started. Yeah. And so hopefully this doesn't affect him. Hopefully he's able to put out the type of movies he, that he wants because he's he's the spearhead. He's like the CEO, the co-CEO of it, right? Right. Yep. And so I don't think he's going to he's not going to be directing all of the movies. I Right. Yeah. yeah no, he's basically he'll probably direct some, but he's he's basically the 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 one who approves all the movies yeah. and then makes sure all the movies are coherent with each other. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah, just, and the fact that he's, he's working with comic book writers makes it even better. Right. You know, hopefully he collabs with some of the old school, like Warner brother writers for the animation portion of it. And then you you guys are going to be golden. Just relax. Right. right? I don't even think Zack Snyder wants to come back. (laughs) (laughs) Zack Snyder is an amazing visual arts director. Story wise. Let's be honest. Yeah, let's be honest. All right, right, we've gone long enough. I know, like, you know, 30 minute tangent about like the the state of DC and Marvel right now uh, was an unexpected one. But uh, hopefully, you guys uh, appreciate it. Hey, but it is the very beginning of 2003 and 2023. Oh, 2023. You went 20 years back. Um, And it'll be very interesting because we will have from this conversation, this 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 end conversation, we will Mm -hmm. have a lot of answers uh, by the uh, end of 2023. All right. We should do a 2023 recap. Yeah. We'll we'll listen to this and. Make fun of how bad we we predicted things. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Hopefully, you guys had a great New Year's Day. I know you guys are going back to work, uh, but hey, New Year, New You. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Yeah. Stay positive. Stay focused. Make this year better than the last year, right. even if the last year was great. All right, guys. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Barry. This is Colby. And this is Who Watches This. If you guys want to see who knows who does our theme music, uh, it's Lee Rosevere. It's called Arcade Montage. It's on our album, Music for Podcast 3. And her band camp is down below. Thank you.